Hello, and welcome to episode 221 of Relics of Ore. I'm your host, Grybok, and joining me this wonderful evening are my two great friends, Spirit and Shongaku. Uh, how are you doing this evening, Spirit? I am good at the moment. I, uh, in ex- very exciting for me news, since the last time recorded, I have a kitten. Now we got a kitten for Christmas, uh, which is like a massive thing for me because I have been campaigning for a cat for seven years and I have one and you would think he would be nice and cuddly, but uh, I moved the couch to do this recording and naturally he found all of the toys that he had lost under the couch. Uh, And so now if you hear any stomping of elephants or plastic caps, or general cat noise. Uh, sorry, but he is on a rampage. Right, and it's, I mean, I'll throw you under the bus happily, but that might still happen on my end too, because cat's <laughs> gonna cat. So it might be a cat's cast. Oh no, that's another level of cast cast that I don't think I can handle. Can't you though? I think you better be ready for it. I'll start preparing myself emotionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, and how are you doing this evening, Eric? I am doing fabulous this evening. We do not have any cats in, in our house, so my wife and I are catless. So it will be a slightly less cat cast than, uh, than it would be if we all had cats running around causing I'm- chaos. I mean, you say that, but in our cast cast, we're going to be talking about your cat so really it's gonna be pretty cats cast that it yeah that is yeah we will be getting to razzmatazz that's right well it's been a hot minute since we did this last and we have lots of random things to talk about and then obviously the newest living story chapter uh, all or nothing will also be covered i think we're going to be trying something a little bit different this time and trying to record a few more shorter length episodes just for scheduling concerns and spoiler concerns and just to switch some things up so uh, if this episode seems short it was intentional and if it doesn't end up being short well uh you know who to blame probably so uh it's probably me um I don't know about that. Maybe we can co-share the blame. Okay, yeah, we do like to ramble. (laughs) Yeah, we're big ramblers. So without further ado, let's just jump right into things. Uh, Holiday, I think, is the uh, first topic we're going to cover since we were absent during all of those things. Uh, Who would like to start with the Guild Wars holiday things that they did and or think are worth mentioning? I really wanted to talk about Freezy and the Winter's Day Raid, quote, Winter's Day Raid. So uh, oftentimes there's not sort of new content with the holidays, but we got something totally new this year, which was awesome. It was a 10-man instance called Secret Lair of the Snowman. And if you played Guild Wars 1, that probably rings a bell for you because it was a nice sort of, I think it was year-round in the end, right? Uh a place where you could go and get holiday items and a sort of a silly, joyous dungeon experience. Uh, and it it sort of 
reincarnated in a Guild Wars 2 way with uh, a 10-man instance, which was awesome. It was just a really lighthearted, easy, fantastic uh, sort of little instance for people to get into. It started by you went in and there was a little snowman yelling at you to please throw snowballs at him to warm his heart and give him the winter's day cheer. Uh, and then you sort of progressed through a number of trash mobs, which were very easy. And you ended up at a, a door, which once you opened it and stepped through the door, there was a slippery slope that if you went too far into the room, you'd just get dumped into the boss arena because there was no way to get out of the, the ice. Um, and it was just a fantastic little boss fight with um, there was a there's a snowball that would follow you and it would spawn in and it would say such and such is being followed by a snowball and the snowball would appear as the sort of happy snowball tonic model and then it would fixate it on someone and switch to the angry snowball model and <laughs> roll around the arena chasing someone. Um, and then once you did a certain amount of DPS, he would he would throw snowballs all over the arena and you had to spread out and throw snowballs at him to to heal his heart. Um, and there was just, just a ton of little, like, joyous little things like that. And it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, overly difficult. It wasn't, you know, sort of raid level. It was a nice, um, more dungeon level difficulty, which meant it was very accessible to anyone who wanted to get into it, um, through pug groups or whatever. Uh, and we did it a couple times with people who don't raid from the, the Relics Guild, uh, one shot it both times as long as you're a little bit prepared if you've got some people who know what's going on it is very very easy so just a lovely lovely experience and I kind of really hope that we see more of that with the other holidays because I think it would be a nice way to get more people sort of involved in trying that other kind of content even if it's not their favorite thing just an, a lighthearted, easy romp is always good that sounds Really cool. I am now sad that I missed that. As am I, man. This is. I was super excited when I heard that Freezy was back, and then just with how busy <laughs> the holidays can be, uh, yeah, completely forgot. And I am sad. I really hope they do it for other holidays, uh, not just so that you guys can have a chance to experience it, but because it was just it was just such a nice thing to do a pickup group for, um, you know, with your friends. And uh, I would love to see, like, Lunar New Year, which has never been that strong on the content side of things. Uh, like, that could really use one. Or there could be a really interesting way to do it with Super Adventure Box or something. So I kind of hope it becomes a thing more than just Winter's Day. Yeah, now I'm imagining, like, fight through the constellations for Lunar New Year. That'd be super cool. Yeah, right? Just That's add a new constellation each year. Yeah, that's cool. I had kind of thought that uh, Winter Winter's Day was sort of just going to be abandoned, I guess would be the way to say, you know, not unchanging, yeah. perhaps. Uh, so it's yeah. good to get it's good to get new content for that. And that's quite exciting. I have to shout out the current activities team just across the board, like the stuff that they are producing is it's amazing that like the t what that team is pulling off like they, they it's all these fun little things and it's not like massive story stuff but it's all these just little fun things that you get to and you're like wow that's a it's clever like the race courses that we haven't talked did we talk about on our previous episode the uh race courses that they had to Tyria, Corteria? Nope. no have you guys done the uh the roller beetle races 
Yes, I have done all the thing. They are fabulous. It made me feel like I was playing Pod Racer, the old <laughs> Pod Racer like N64 in a good game. Yeah, in a good way. I I love Pod Racer. It's with the drifting and all that stuff. It was they're they're a lot of fun. Did you have you gotten gold on every course, Spirit? Yeah, in fact, uh, before this patch, uh, I reached a new milestone on my account, which is that I had every achievement that wasn't a collection or in the competitive category. So I finished every achievement in raids, fractals, general story, everything. Uh, so that was a big deal. And I had to do the roller beetle races kind of in a hurry to do that uh, before <laughs> the next story came out and I didn't have that achievement done you know that my sort of milestone but yeah i i went pretty hard on the roller beetle races and i had a good amount of fun with them it definitely took some practice because it's not um it's not the easiest thing and no one no one should feel shame if they can't do it because it's not uh not the most intuitive, especially the drifting. Like once you once you learn how to drift really well, there's a lot of stuff you can do with the beetle that you couldn't before. Um, but it's not there's there's sort of things about like turning the camera at not necessarily intuitive times and letting go of the drift button that make it easier to drift. Um, and another like a pro tip that I would give you if you're struggling with beetle racing and you really want to get it done, my advice to you would be unbind the conditional mount movement button. So if you if you're one of those people who uses space to do your um whatever your mount skill is, like the griffin flap or the raptor leap, whatever that is, the, you can separate the one that spends your dodge meter. Correct. Basically you can you can separate that out to your dodge keybind instead of your space keybind, which allows you to do a normal just a jump on the mount and then use your ability separately. Um, and that can really come in handy with sort of doing the more finicky stuff of the beetle. Like there's even a way you can do a, a medium boost, quote unquote, <laughs> where you can do a boost but not get the full benefit of it by jumping in the middle of the boost, just doing a normal jump. Um, and as opposed to like launching yourself off the ground over a terrain or whatever. Um, and that was super helpful when I was doing the the new race for Halloween the Mad King's Raceway, the one with all the turns. Oh, God, that was a nightmare. Yeah. But I basically spent half an hour uh, relearning all my keybounds and shouting, medium boost at Christian, uh, who is a good sport. <laughs> and golded it in like one or two tries and then was patiently teaching me how to do it. What's funny is I think you can gold that one without using a... Uh, well, I, it wasn't gold. You can get the all the full achievement for the Mad King's one with a... It wasn't a beetle. It was a. I got it on. I used a raptor. There we go. Words. So it is doable on a raptor. Huh. If you're real bad at beetle drifting, which I still am, even after doing the races. And I have not golded the two hardest ones. I highly recommend uh, just going out to the Kessex one and practicing. There's a sort of a 15 second long course in Kessex and it's just about basically learning to drift. So go out there, practice it a couple times, try and get a better time. I think I got done. 
Uh, I can't remember. I think I was down to like 11 seconds on the Kessex one, uh, which felt really good because it was all like, uh, I don't know. It felt like I had everything under control, you know, and I knew what I was doing. And it was really like a good experience that way. Yeah, Beetle Racing was great. Oh my god, oh, the, actually, so hold on, one more thing about beetle racing. The best thing about beetle racing was the decorations that came with it, because there's a bunch oh, of, uh, there was a bunch of sort of new rewards that came along with them, because they have a, you know, like, beetle token currency, but they sell uh, guild decorations for them that are just huge wooden ramps of various shapes and sizes, so... There's ones that ascend and descend, and there's flat ones, and then there's like a long flat one, and then curves that go up and down and left and right, um, which are just fantastic building blocks for anything you want to assemble in the guild hall. So like before beetle racing, we had a bridge going from one part of our guild hall to the other where uh, the nodes were basically so that people could get there quickly. And before the patch, we had a Halloween one, which was assembled from a bunch of like rib cages. And it was very hard to assemble because, you know, the the placement point is like in the middle of the chest piece and you have to like line them all up and stand under it and rotate it and just do it in a very finicky way. Our bridge now is made of two pieces. <laughs> And the placement points were on the end, so it was super easy to connect them. And you can just very, very easily make a racetrack that goes over extended portions of your guild hall. It's absolutely fantastic little decorations and a nice, wonderful little reward for doing that content. Nice. Also, additionally, there is a new cat skin because we're going to get the new cat tonic <gasps> that is yes. amazing. There are there's two of them. One of them turns your character into Chauncey Von Snuffles and other fancy cats. Chauncey Von Snuffles, the witch cat that sits on the broom. And I think it's like Chauncey Von Snuffles without a hat. Is the and So that's the fancy, the mystery fancy cat tonic. And then there's a, uh, there's just a house cat, mystery house cat tonic. Both are great. It was a serious buff to Razzmatazz leveling, wasn't it? Oh, Oh, it's huge. When we get to uh, Cascas, I will tell you all about how <laughs> incredible it is. Also, because a of a huge wardrobe buff. Yes, the, the wardrobe buff is massive. And because of that, one of my New Year's resolutions for Guild Wars 2 is to get Rasmataz to 80 because I this is going to be a lot easier than it was before. Do you guys have any New Year's resolutions? Um... I was I guess I would say if I had any, it would probably be, and this is kind of shameful that it's still true after this long, but to finish getting the um like maxing out all of the new specializations from Path of Fire. Like I haven't done that with every character yet. Uh and I I should. <laughs> he says ashamedly looking at the ground. It's okay. Grabak just the other day, because I was doing Heart of Thorns with my wife, I went and I finished all the different paths of the that central outpost where you like vote for different leaders. Oh, yeah. I finally finished that. I walked up to someone. And I was like, hey, can we all vote for this person? Because I really need it for an achievement. 
and they pause and they're like sure and then and then i was like oh man thank you so much that helped a huge amount And they're like oh we thought you were joking i was like yeah i'm I'm really slow at finishing achievements uh i'm not even in the i'm not even in the running for achievements it's that that ship is long sailed for me i'm just sitting here in awe of uh spirits accomplishments yeah yeah are you still ahead of festy spirit I've never actually been ahead of Festy. Festy's always been really? ahead of me. But oh, wow. uh, my my New Year resolution will hopefully be to change that this year because I'm trying to slowly get into PvP. Um, it's not my favorite thing, but I would like to get a Radiant backpack before I, <laughs> I end this game because that was kind of the reason I started this whole uh, achievement hunting journey. So I've got sort of... Um, I'm at 34,600 something right now. Uh, and my destination is 39,000, uh, which the very top people in the game have actually just reached as of this patch. Which um, is crazy. Yeah. So I've got sort of 3,000 points in the PvP World v. World sphere that are the most accessible thing to me. Um, collections are fine, but they're expensive, and I have to pay for them somehow. So... Uh, I'm working on that slowly while I work on the other stuff, but hopefully my goal is to just do like the daily PVP thing until I get into it enough to like kind of do it regularly. Uh, It's never been my favorite, but it's always been something that I'd like to not be as intimidated by as I am. So if I can like get rid of that barrier this year, that'll be my goal. That is a laudable goal. Well, in the interest of keeping things snappy, we should probably start moving on a little bit because we're already 15 minutes into our half hour podcast. So uh, unless there's anything else anybody felt super passionate about covering with regard to holidays and New Year's. Not really. How are we going to be keeping things moving, Grybok? I assume this is a fantastic segue into mounts. Hey! Hey! Segwayed, man. It's like we never left. Um, Yeah. Were you wanting to jump into talking about uh, um, a year in Mount monetization feelings or about Mount Masteries or both? No, I think the Mount Mastery has more jumping going on in it. But I think before we get into the new Mastery, the Mount monetization, I know it was really uh, contentious when it came out with just the way that they were doing the, the sort of the you can you get random mounts within a set and there's probably different percentile chances of things. Uh, now that it's been a year and we've had several different iterations of the sort of random loot box mounts combined with guaranteed options for mounts. How do you I feel like there's not a lot people are pretty content. Have you guys heard anything in the community that's otherwise? Um not really. I think the thing that changed is whenever they come out with a new pack of RNG mounts, they have a mount select license as well. So you can get a random mount for 400 gems, or you can get a mount of your choice from that set for 1,200, um, which pretty much stopped most of the complaining because if people had a mount they really want, they just get it. Um, there's, I mean, there's obviously still people who just don't feel that a digital item is worth that much to them, which is fine. Um, 
everyone's got their own, you know, sort of point of what's worth it to them. But it seems like generally, if you want a mount thing, it is now available to you at a semi-reasonable price point, and it seems to uh, be very profitable for ArenaNet, who I don't have any numbers on hand, but having seen a couple of the the past uh, financial reports, they've, they've been doing fine. There's no big dips or big swings or anything. It's been pretty steady, pretty good, which is, I guess, pretty good, you know, being a year and a half on from an expansion. Well, and heck, what, six years from release now? Yeah, true. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that uh, I think that about sums it up. I don't really keep my ear to the ground for controversies anymore because there's uh, enough of that everywhere in the world. Um, so I don't have my finger directly on the pulse of community outrage, but I feel like the primary issue was that there was no non-gambling way to get some of these skins, and yeah, you you pretty much just nailed it. Like you may not think it's worth that value, but that's it's not controversial to say I think something's too expensive. Um like that's just a personal opinion. So I think they've pretty much solved the major issues people had. So good on them. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. I was just curious. Uh, so then the new mastery, have you guys unlocked it and used it? I have unlocked it. It, I have not used it a ton yet. Cause I just, uh, I was a little bit slow on getting into the episode. And so I just finished it a couple days ago. Uh, I have a question for you, Eric, because the way you wrote the show notes very much confused me. You're not able to remount after you jump off your mount unless you land, right? No, you can. So you jump off your you you use your mount your mounts moving doing whatever it's doing the eight skill triggers you trigger that number eight skill which is the new mastery it sends you flying if you're high enough up there's a point about half of what a uh, probably about half of what the which the raptor can jump is how far the number eight skill goes at that point it stops and if your character is still in air you can glide you can switch to a glider, which then you can drop the glider, switch to a griffin, and keep going. So if you're on a griffin, you can and you need to get somewhere weird and you don't want to go down, you can you'll 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 drop a little bit, but you can use eight off your griffin, glide, drop the glide, switch to griffin, keep on going. And you actually don't because you get thrown up a bit you actually don't go down as much as you as you could. Also, I've thrown myself off a cliff with the raptor and then use the eight skill, switch to a glide, switch to my, and then drop that and switch to my griffin and continued on in uh, the, in the Heart of Thorns maps in Verdant Brink. And it's, it's fabulous. Oh, well, so have you always been able to get on your griffin midair from gliding? Yes. Sort of. It's a mastery point. Midair. Yeah, okay. So there's a mastery unlock up for Griffin that lets you mount the Griffin midair if you're falling. So if you drop your glide, you can you should be able to mount your Griffin midair. Huh. So I'm I'm looking at this right now in game. You when you dismount, 
via the eight skill. Uh, what is it called? Bond of Faith. When you launch yourself off your mount using Bond of Faith, there's sort of a three-second window where you can't glide or mount, but then that debuff expires and you're able to do that again. So I imagine you don't even need to do the gliding oh, portion. Oh, really? You, you could just, just switch to the mount. The buff wears off. Yeah. Nice. That's uh, that's amazing. I think I do have a fully mastered Griffin, but I just sort of clicked through it and just let it sort of auto level. So I don't yeah. know that I knew that, which just goes to show how how much I read tooltips and the like. Uh, that's cool. I because I knew that. You know, I knew that you could mount the what do you get? The, the the stingray, whatever the hell it's called. The um the skimmer. glider. Skimmer, there you go. I knew you could mount the skimmer while you were on the surface of water. And uh I did not yeah, I didn't realize that about about the Griffin, which is quite cool. And your show notes have enlightened me probably accidentally. So go me. One of the funnest things is the fact that you can now, if you're on a griffin in Verdant Brink or anywhere in Heart of Thorns, you can use the eight skill to dismount in midair, use a glider to grab an updraft, then drop that and switch back to the griffin. So it allows yeah, you to Yeah, as soon as you said that, that was my updraft immediate thought was great. because you can't. Right, exactly. Nice. So I am a I'm a huge fan of that new mastery. It is it is what I wanted when the game when it when I first saw like someone dismounting and getting thrown up in the air by their raptor because you go up a little bit when you dismount and thinking that, oh, hey, if you could jump with the raptor off a cliff, then dismount and do all sorts of crazy stuff. So it's one more step towards just more crazy shenanigans in there. Yeah, that's rad. Uh I think I feel like the next step is just allowing your raptor to or your griffin to use uh, updrafts in the first place, but it's fine. I think that that would fix a few issues with the fact that it's like, man, you know, if you just gave the updraft mastery to griffins, then they could put updrafts in all the new maps and it wouldn't seem weird, which it seems yeah, weird I mean, that, yeah. Maybe they want to keep some marginal value to, uh, gliding in the first place you know so it doesn't feel like they one of the big features from a previous expansion is completely pointless but eh. i mean it'll, you'll gliding will always have combat over mount so you can glide in combat and you can't mount in combat that's true yes, yeah um, which is one oh, reason God, why... oh you had something uh, so interestingly enough uh now that we're talking about this i'm looking at my skill bar and going hey we've got two skill slots left on our La on our right hand side of our skill bar with the mounts but only one episode left in the season presumably so uh that's kind of a bummer because i was just about to be like oh, i wonder what you know the amount elite skill could be um but hopefully we'll get you know another little one to fill out that bar in the next episode the mount elite skill will just be we summon a second version of it, that mount, and then we ride on it Van Dam style with one foot on one, one foot on the other, just in a like split as it moves along. Excellent. Done. Ship it. Nailed it. Ship it like FedEx. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think I think we're all happy about where mounts are at this point in the game. I think most of the features that 
we kind of wanted. They weren't able to execute on time, but they've sort of put them out after the fact because I know they said that with at least one of these features. Um, so, you know, that's good, you know, and... Uh, ah. Nah. Sorry, related news. Uh, as of today, this article actually came out a while back, but there was an, a new, uh, an article today that was going around the Reddit um, that in September, Mike Z said that there's at least one more mount coming that will surprise you. Uh, and it's sort of remaking the rounds around at the moment because, you know, there wasn't one with this patch. So it's like, oh, when is it coming? But uh, it's it's sort of in everyone's consciousness again today that there is at least one more mount coming, which is cool. So something to look forward to. Well, I know what mount it's not going to be. What's that? Is it turtles? No, I'm not going to say because spoilers for the story. All right. Okay. <clears throat> wow. Speaking of the map and the story, uh, somewhat spoilery, we build some uh, dragon blood weapons in it have you guys been able to play around with the skins i actually haven't gone for them at all yet uh i've been sort of putzing around the map doing different things but i haven't actually tried to craft any yet just kind of gathering materials for them yeah i haven't played with them i've just seen them in game with other people but uh they're fine i they kind of remind me of a different skin, and I can't quite put my finger on which skin it is, just in general. I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean, and I don't know what it is either. It's like a weird, it's like a, like, almost like Tormented, but not quite. Um, or yeah, something was, else. Like, it's, it's, it sits in a weird spot. I totally like agree. Tormented X Inquest. Yeah. With yeah, with like, a little bit of, like, lay energy weapons, ley line weapons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good. I like I'm the glad look. it's not just me. Yeah, no, I, I also was thinking, this looks familiar, but I like I like how it looks. I'm just not sure if I have any characters right now that are running that version of Fashion Wars. Right. Which, maybe I will just have to make another character to run that version of Fashion Wars. I was going to say, there is an easy solution to that. Like, yeah. it exists. We all know it. Well, Shongaku doesn't have a lockdown fashion right now because his current outfit is actually going to go to my to my Scourge character when they release the next Necro uh, Elite spec. So he will have to build a whole new outfit and armor set for that. I mean, yeah. though, am I really spoiled? I, I mean, it's going to be another Vipers set for necros i can't imagine it not being although i guess i'm running valkyries on my revenant on my reaper on my radiator well as as we're now going down the rabbit hole and speaking about crafting new stats why don't we just move that right into our discussion of diviner stats because uh, uh time marches onward all right uh i'll talk about diviner stats because i have a decent amount to say about them they are notable because they're the first stat available to PvEers and World Worlders that have concentration as a main stat, which allows you to do some things that you haven't been able to do in a long time, and especially because they keep dialing back how easy concentration is to get in PvE. So we were at a point before this patch where if you wanted to build a boon build, you had to invest a lot in that. You had to do all of your stats. You had to... 
or most all of your stats. You had to go with the trait lines. You had to have the sigils and the runes and the food and everything to hit 100% boon duration. You had to try pretty hard. As of this patch, with Diviner's Gear, which is basically Berserkers plus Concentration, it sacrifices some precision for uh, Concentration, you can hit, with a full Ascended set, 78% sort of uh i'm off by some point of a percent but i don't know what it is off the top of my head 78 ish percent uh boon duration just from diviner's gear alone so it's a really good way to get a lot of concentration while keeping your rune and sigil options open and your food open as well so what this is really good for is some of those hybrid boon builds that had the potential to do a lot of dps but we weren't able to gear them in a way that facilitated that before so um the one that comes to mind right away is chrono because it was always that chrono had to wear this sort of weird amalgamation of commander's gear and berserker gear that was the standard raid chrono because that was what had the most dps and happened to have concentration on it but it always came with um, the drawback of having toughness. And so that was one of the reasons that Chronos... Uh, I mean, there are many reasons that Chronos are the de facto tank for raids, but that was one of them, is they had to have toughness anyway. We may as well stick them in front of the boss. That's not the case anymore. Um, and it's it's been... Uh, things haven't totally shaken out yet. There's not a new meta set in stone. Part of that is because a lot of stuff has changed in the recent months and with the holidays as well. Um, there's been a lot of testing of different things, but not a firm consensus on uh, sort of the pass forward. But even if you don't raid, I think Diviners is a really good, interesting set that a lot of people might like to look into um, for PvE because of how much concentration it has on it and how much boons affect your play. So if you want to support other people in in PvE and you still want to do damage, I think it's a really good set for you to at least look at because you can do things like you can run a full Diviner's Gear and still run Scholar Runes, or you can run Runes of the Pack and give out Fury and, and Might at a boon duration that you wouldn't be able to otherwise. Um, I've got a build on the go at the moment, which is, a, is probably going to be pretty popular in World v. World, a boon beast build. Um, soul beasts have a trait that whenever they apply quickness to themselves, or whenever they get quickness, it doesn't have to be the soul beast that applies it, they extend all boons on them by two seconds, which means you can put out a stupid amount of boons for yourself and maintain them basically indefinitely, including stuff like resistance and retaliation and some crazy like high value boons. Um, and you can just do that all by yourself solo and then share them all with your pet. So um, I'm experimenting with that at the moment in PvE, and that's kind of my my fun go-to build at the moment. But there's a lot of cool options that are opened up by this, and which is why I'm really excited about it. Cool. Uh, that's you know I have not spent as much time with boon uptime type builds, but it's always exciting to be able to get new stat combinations and. Like you said, be able to open up the the build and gearing design space just yeah. because you have more options and not relying on you know one specific little combo of things, which sort of 
by proxy deny denies you from doing other things. So yeah, very cool. Yeah, in fact, uh, if you if you Gryback, but also if you in general, the listener, haven't looked at your gear in a very long time and you like that sort of build experimentation, I highly recommend just having a peruse through the new runes and sigils because a couple months ago they went through and reworked basically everything. And so there might be some new sort of interesting flavorful options that you haven't considered before that you might might quite enjoy. That sounds good. That's uh, that's another one of those things that I really ought to check back in on because uh yeah, I've definitely fallen into some stale habits, I guess you could call it, and yeah, the the chance to switch things up is always exciting for me, so Eric, did you have any thoughts on the having access to the new runes? Uh, aside from an amazing meme that I saw related to the story and these new runes that uh, we'll talk about when we actually get to the story, um, which made uh, I, apparently you laughed when you saw it, Grybox. So I, I think it's a great meme, uh, but we'll talk about that when we get to the story. Uh, I haven't, because I'm not like much of a theory crafter. I'm like, slap vipers on it and it's good. Put all the condies <laughs> out. Yeah. So, yeah. So I suppose we should probably start wrapping it up because we did want shorter episodes. Yeah, we did promise that. And here we are right at about the 40 minute mark. Perfect. So, so uh, yeah, I think we pretty much finished up that topic. So, uh, yeah, uh, well, it feels weird to just not keep talking for <laughs> two six <hours>. years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think, uh, Spirit, you know how to uh, take us out. All right. Uh, hello and welcome to Cat's Cast, the cast within the podcast about the cast of other podcasts and the style of cast of other podcasts. Oh man, it's been a minute and there's some cats thrown in that wrench. Uh, this week on Cast Cast, um, yeah, somebody hit 39k AP and that was freaking awesome. Uh, I actually have just been told within the last couple of minutes that the first person on NA has hit 39 as well. Um, and I think there's sort of like four or five people on EU that have hit it. So congratulations to all of them. I don't have all of the names on hand right now. I'm pulling up the person who did it first and it is somebody with a German name. Eric, do it. The German name? Yeah. Oh, man, where? Make me proud. I can't see it right now. <laughs> Did I copy it? It's in the the discussion channel. Oh man, that's right. Okay, here we go. Their name is Detwild Hilde, or it looks like Die Wild Hilda. So, uh, yeah, I'm or D Wild Hilda, which is like the Wild Hilda. Okay, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit, a little bit oh. and then just make it more German. Man, we're the worst. Has been made. We are, we are really. Bad. I do not speak German. I apologize to any of our German listeners, or really just any of our listeners that heard me pronounce. Just everyone. I'm not even going to say I just that. Sorry. Apologize. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, much like a cat, I'm not going to take pro uh, take uh, blame for something I did. Uh, Speaking of which, Rasmataz hit level 44 recently. 
And the new cat tonic is amazing because I don't have to reset it every five minutes. I can literally, not only does it stay on my, stay on Razzmatazz the entire time, but I can, there's a button for switching skins, which means I can just spam that until I get the correct Razzmatazz skin. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It's amazing. And I can still equip the med kit, which means that I can still put uh, fury on people, which means I can still finish most of the hearts in the game. It's great. I'm very excited. That's a huge buff, my friend. Yes. So the world will never be the same. I will be randomly. It is very randomly, randomly streaming Razmataz as I get time. Uh, so if you guys don't follow Relics of Ore on Twitch TV, twitch.tv forward slash Relics of Ore, uh, and you want to randomly see a cat adventure across Tyria, feel free to head over there and check that out when that happens. All right. Was there any other cast cast to get done? Man, that's a tongue twister after a while. I have one more thing. Uh, recently, I think he's just started. Nike from DNT has been doing um, content focused on optimizing open world, which is a bit weird, but it, it's it's builds sort of aimed at supporting people in the open world. And it's not not like trying to cement a meta or anything but just calling attention to some underappreciated builds that do really shine in the open world and the the most recent example that i can think of is he did one about uh might buffing tempest build so if that sort of thing appeals to you definitely go check that out because it's not just all about the raid elitists anymore it's about you know trying to find a middle ground in the open world which i think is quite good from a a respected community theory crafter so highly recommend if that sounds up your alley to go check that out all right cool well that is good information to know and i think with that we're gonna call it a wrap for this week's first short episode so thank you for joining us and we plan to be back next week and the following weeks for at least a decent period of time until we've talked about all the new updates and the new living story and the yada 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 so take care this has been another episode of relics of ore if you want to get in touch with us you can check out our website and forums at relics email us at relics at gmail.com or find us on your favorite social media site just by searching relics of orr if you'd like to join us in-game, you can send a whisper or in-game mail to Spiritface, or drop us a note on Twitter or our website and say hi. Lastly, if you listen to the podcast on iTunes, feel free to leave us a comment and the rating you feel we deserve.